blessed morning to everyone, to our new Millennium Evangelical Church family, friends and guests, brothers and sisters. We are joyful that you are worshiping with us today. Let us quiet down our hearts and prepare ourselves to worship our Almighty God, who alone deserves our praise. A thousand times I've failed, still your mercy remains. And should I stumble again, still I'm caught in your grace. Everlasting, your light will shine when all else fades. Ever ending, your glory goes beyond all fame. My heart and my soul, I give you control. Consume me from the inside out, Lord. Let justice and grace become my embrace. To love you from the inside out. all else, my purpose remains, the art of losing myself, in bringing you praise, everlasting, your light will shine when all else fades, ever ending, your glory goes beyond all soul, I give you control, consume me from the inside out, Lord, let justice and grace become my embrace, to love you from the inside out, everlasting, your light will shine when Your glory goes beyond all faith, and the cry of my heart is to bring you praise from the inside out of my soul.
Happy Lord's Day, brothers and sisters in the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are now in the last quarter of 2020. Can you believe it? Time flies so fast. And amidst the effects of the pandemic, may we continue to hope in our God, who is our deliverer, the rock of our salvation. As we continue our sermon series on transformation leading to a renewed life, we will look into Transform Ministry today. Before we read and study our passage for this morning, let's first reflect on some questions regarding our service to the Lord. How is your service to the Lord this year? Would you say that you gave your best? Amidst the lockdown, were we able to worship God in spirit and in truth? How have we been faithful to the Great Commission by making disciples through evangelism, and nurturing of the word and most importantly are we living in a transformed life through the work of the holy spirit these are ways that we can do ministry amidst the lockdown and we are now living in a challenging time where there are so many distractions that takes away our focus from god why i ask these questions is because we have to make sure that when we do the lord's work we are in tune with Him, and we are sensitive to His call. If not, we may end up serving for our own advancement, or we may end up pleasing men rather than God, or worse, we may end up getting burnt out. Shall we look into our sermon passage for this morning, based on Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 5? Please turn with me to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 5. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, 
and individually members one of another. Let's bow our heads with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day that we can gather together to worship you and hear from your word. Lord, may you cast away any form of distractions in order for us to concentrate and understand your word and apply as to what it says. This we ask and pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When we talk about transformed ministry, two people immediately come into my mind, Zacchaeus and Saul, more known as the Apostle Paul. They were converted by Christ and they never turned their backs to the Lord ever since. In fact, having been changed, they were dynamic in serving God. Zacchaeus was a tax collector whose story is found only in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. Zacchaeus was a man no one liked because tax collectors in ancient Rome often abused their position. They would take more than what is for the emperor and pocket the leftovers. Worse, the Jews hated tax collectors because they were official representatives of a cruel and idolatrous state that in their view should not be ruling over them. When Jesus asked to dine with Zacchaeus one day and entered his home, Zacchaeus repented of his sins and told Jesus that he would give half of his goods to the poor and pay four times the money he stole from. And that is more than what is required of based on Leviticus chapter 6, verse 5. Here, we see in the life of Zacchaeus, repentance in action. Moreover, Saul, or the Apostle Paul, was a teacher of the law who was breathing threats in Acts chapter 9, verse 1. Breathing threats means everything that he thought, everything that he said, everything that he did, was to destroy the followers of Jesus. However, when Jesus met him and called him on the road to Damascus, he likewise repented and never turned his back to the Lord. He never returned to his old life. In fact, Paul gave up everything that he had for the sake of the gospel. He became a great preacher. And again, we see action after an encounter with Christ. They do not look to be justified by their works, unlike the Pharisees in the Gospels. But by God's grace, their service shows the sincerity of their repentance and faith. In James chapter 2, verse 26, the Bible tells us, Our works, uh, for as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. Our works will never add to our justification because the perfection of Christ is already imputed in us. Authentic faith in the Lord bears the good fruit in service to God and other people. If I may ask you, brothers and sisters, are you dynamic in your service to God through the ministries that He placed you in? Going to our passage this morning, in the letter to the Romans, it has a simple outline. Five words starting with the letter S. Sin, salvation, sanctification, sovereignty, and service. 
As we look into chapter 12, it is, it is the start of a new portion, service. Just like Zacchaeus and Paul, we are saved to serve. And that's what Transform Ministry is all about. We are saved through Christ from the bondage of serving sin and of our own flesh. And He makes us dynamic to serve God in every way that we can. So first, and it is also a crucial step to transform ministry, we have to offer our bodies as living sacrifice. Look at what Paul says in verse 1. I appeal to you therefore by the mercies of God, and therefore talks about what has been spoken from Romans chapter 1 until chapter 11, that it is all by the mercies of God that he justified us through Christ. And that is why Paul is pleading to the believers that they must offer their bodies as living sacrifices because of the mercy and grace that God gave us by offering salvation. Therefore, it is just right for every believer to give their life as an offering to serve God. When we realize the depths of our sin, what salvation offers, how we are being sanctified by the Holy Spirit, seeing the sovereignty of God, it should move us to action. And that action is to serve God by serving in God's work, God's ministry, and for the people He placed us with. Do you see the drive in your life today? If not, or not enough, may God's Word speak to us today. The aim of the Gospel is not merely doctrinal truths, but the truths should lead us to connect our life with God, to delight in His Word, and further have interest in communion with God. When the Bible talks about offering ourselves, it talks about offering our bodies as living sacrifice. It uses the word body due to the idol worship of their time, especially in the city of Rome. But when you translate the word body into Hebrew, it means the whole person. Therefore, first, to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, we must offer our full self in order to be used dynamically by God, just as Christ who gave himself for our righteousness. Christ gave all of himself for our righteousness. In BSOP, the seminary's mission and vision for the students is to focus its teaching not only on the head, but two other letter H words, the head, the heart, and the hands. What is taught to the head should flow down to the heart in order to be applied by the hands. In the same way, our head, our heart, and our hands should be holy for God's use. Our head pertains to our mind, our intelligence, our brilliance, our thoughts, our ideas. Our heart pertains to our passion, our drive, our love, and our loyalty. Our hands pertain to our energy, our strength, and our power that we give to God. All of these things should belong to God because first of all, they are God-given. We must offer all of us for God's service. So in short, every part of us 
can be summarized in a word that starts with the letter A. We have to be available. We have to be available. So if I may ask you, brothers and sisters, are you available to be used by God in the different ministries in church or the different opportunities of your daily life? Are you available to be used by God in His church, in His people, in His time that He has given you? How much of your time is given for prayer and devotions and sharing the gospel? How much of your time can you give to brothers and sisters who are in need of help, especially in this time of pandemic? When we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, in order for it to be pleasing and acceptable, then we have to offer also our very best. So first, to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, we must give our whole self. In order for it to be pleasing and acceptable, we have to give our very best. When you go back to the Old Testament, particularly in Leviticus chapter 22, verse 17 onwards, you can see in details what are the acceptable sacrifices. And the summary of the qualifications is that they must be perfect and they must be the very best. And perfection of the sacrifice pertains to the perfect Lamb of God, which is Christ Jesus. And it must be our very best that we can give, such as Genesis chapter 4, verse 4. We are blessed to be perfect already in the eyes of God because of the righteousness of Christ. But when we do our work for the Lord, do we give and do our best? When we do ministries in church, do we do and give our best? When we spend time with God in prayer, in devotions, do we do our best? When we extend love and care to other people, do we do our best? True worship means giving yourself to who or what is worthy. Is God worthy of our worship? And true worship is not limited. It's not limited to the four corners of the church. Not in singing, not in praying, not just in tithing. But who or what is worthy of your praise, of your time, of your talent, of your effort. Everything about you is what you call worship. What you give to God is your spiritual act of worship. Now, there are times when we fail to meet the expectations of men in our work. But remember, our God looks into a person's heart. Please do not be discouraged when you encounter failures in the ministry. For as long as you know between you and God, you were able to give your very best. God does not demand perfection because perfection is already found in Christ, but a dedicated heart. First, offer yourself as a living sacrifice. Offer your whole self and offer your very best. Since we have been talking about transformation all year, I would like to focus on the second part of verse 2, which is to renew our mind in order to discern God's will. And that's also our second point. Here's a quote that I came across while preparing for this message. What you feed your mind, 
determines your appetite. What you feed your mind determines your appetite. And this quote hit me hard because in the many months of limited movement, confined in a solitary place, it is a challenge to feed our minds with the Word of God and theological books. Online shopping is just a click away. Netflix notifies its recent movies and episodes. Swiping up and down our friends' quarantine updates and pictures seem to have no end. What we have been filling our minds with these past months is certainly what we'll look for. Now, renewing our minds is equally important as renewing our hearts. And that's our theme for this year. Renewing our mind is equally as important as renewing our heart. To renew means to be transformed totally. Metamorphosis, just like a caterpillar to a butterfly. If you were a butterfly, would you still desire to go back to a caterpillar again, especially having experienced flying and being beautiful? When you recall the earlier chapters of Romans, it deals with the seriousness of man's sin and how it affects the entire person, found in chapter 118 to 32. Paul tells us that apart from the grace of God, man is inclined to do evil. And they do not understand, nor, nor do they do, nor do they love what is holy. That's why Paul immediately addresses this concern in verse 2. Do not conform to the patterns of the world. Because we have already offered our whole self to God. Renewing our mind helps us see the world in God's perspective and moves us to comprehend the things of the Lord. After seeing through the lens of God, would we still want to go back to a life of evil? Just read Romans 1, 18-32 alone. It shows how corrupt mankind is. But now as believers, we now hate those kinds of sins. In Paul's closing letter to the Philippians, in chapter 4, verse 8, the Bible says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on these things. That which we are to approve on and think on must measure up to the gospel of God and His work to make all things new. Remember, the Christian faith is a faith that is alive. Here, we see our faith is not a mindless faith. Our faith is not a mindless faith. In the last part of verse 2, we are to discern what is the will of God, what is acceptable, and what is perfect. Discerning the will of God is not an easy thing. I recall Jen and I, when we were seeking for God's will last 2018 to mid-2019, for to which church he wants us to serve in, we have been in prayer for more than a year because many churches today are in need of pastors. But we praise God for sending us to NMEC and enjoying our ministry here. The Bible is not very specific to inform us what course to take, what university to enroll in, what career to pursue, or what business to venture in. But the Bible 
gives us enough to know what is good, acceptable, and perfect in the eyes of God. So rather, we can ask ourselves this question, do I envision myself taking up this course that is not only for my own self, for my own benefit, but a way for me to be used by God to bless others through me? Or venture in a business that is clean, that is not conducting transactions that are against the law, and that will not rob us of God's time. We can think on these questions. But an important step to know God's will is to feed our minds with the Word of God. What you feed your mind determines your appetite. We can fulfill the call only if our minds are shaped by the teachings of the Bible. Christian thinking is to be molded by the entire Bible. There's no other way for us to know the Lord's will unless we dwell in His Word. That's why Paul tells us a lengthy detail from chapter 12 until the end, chapter 16. Allow me to share a highlight in what we should fulfill as the will of God for every believer. And that's found in Romans chapter 15, verse 16. To be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, or for our case, to be ministers to the unbelievers by sharing the gospel. To be in the priestly service of God, which means to fully offer ourselves to be used by God for the rest of our lives. And in order that the Gentiles may be a living sacrifice, that we can also lead unbelievers to be living sacrifices, to be used by God, and to be sanctified by the Spirit, which shows our daily transformation in the work of the Holy Spirit, turning us to Christ-likeness when we surrender our will to God. So first, to serve in a transformed ministry, each one of us must give our whole self and give our very best. Second, we must renew our minds in order to determine the will of God. And one way to do that is to feed our minds with God's word. Lastly, all are called to service. Look with me to verses 3 to 5. Paul starts this portion with equality because having offered ourselves for the use of God, having the mind of Christ, then it should lead us to service. In God's service, no one is better than the other. No group is better than the other. And no one or no group should look highly of himself or themselves. And this is clear in Romans 12, which is also clear in another letter of Paul to the Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, lasting to verse 21. I want to highlight verse 3, that the eye cannot say to the head, I don't need you. Or the eye cannot say to the head, I don't need you. Different ministries is not for competition, but to build up the body of Christ. On the other hand, as believers ongoing with our sanctification, we should not allow our fallen nature and weaknesses to make us think lowly of ourselves, that we refuse to serve because we will still fall into sin time after time, even though we are being transformed day by day by the Holy Spirit. However, sin does not define who a Christian is because we are already justified 
through the righteousness of Christ. And this is clearly seen in Roman in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that if the foot should say because I am not a hand I do not belong to the body it would not for that reason stop being part of the body and if the ear should say because I am not an eye I do not belong to the body God can use anyone who is willing to be used by him just look at the biblical characters throughout the bible who are the kind of people that God used they are the youngest, the weakest, even the worst of all sinners. God transformed them into dynamic people. He can do that to you and to me. So we should have a right estimation of ourselves, having humility, not looking highly on ourselves that we rely on our own or we belittle other people, and having confidence through the Holy Spirit by not looking too lowly on ourselves or end up as a passive or stagnant Christian. No matter what gifts we have, we are all equally important. So God intentionally made the church to be diverse with each members possessing different gifts for one goal, to build up the body of Christ. And that's clearly seen in verse 4. Many members and the members do not all have the same function. Here, we see unity and diversity in the household of faith. Just like in any household, everybody has a role to play. We are all indebted to the bigger body, the body of Christ. And we owe fellow believers the fruit of the grace God has given us. We are in fact accountable to the gift or gifts God has generously give, given us by the mercies of His abundant grace. We owe our lives to Christ, who gave up everything, His very life for us. We owe every bit of our body, we owe every second of our time, we owe every ounce of strength for our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing and equipped us to fulfill the work. Our greatest example, actually, is the Lord Jesus Christ, who lived a transformed ministry, the ministry of our Savior. Wow, he did not serve with an attitude of entitlement, with arrogance, with complaint, with comparison, but he served with the heart of a self-denying servant. In Matthew 20, verse 28, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. God works through the gospel of Christ to make people more like Jesus, so that when we do God's work, we have the calling, the wisdom to know God's will, just like Jesus Christ. Jesus always knew the will of his heavenly Father and fulfilled it, whatever the cost, even his very own life. For you and for me, Christ gave it up. Therefore, isn't it just right that we serve him in gratitude for the work he did on the cross. Again, we are saved to serve. My wife, Jaya, was blessed to join the prison ministry when she was in Cagayan last 2017 and 2018. Two pastors that they partnered with were actually former inmates. Here, we see the dynamic transformation through the grace of God in their lives. 
after their encounter with the gospel, they dedicated their whole lives to reach out to other inmates for the Lord. So in application, brothers and sisters, there are many ways for us to serve in the body of Christ. If you are gifted with teaching, the church has opened opportunities for you to teach. If you are gifted in encouraging people, we have ministries for that. If you have a heart of service, our different teams can use you in many ways. You can get in touch with any of the pastoral team if you have the burden to serve God. Likewise, our service to God is not limited within the four corners of the church. Especially with our current situation in the Philippines, you can actually start a Bible study with your group via online. Or you may call up a person that you know who is anxious or fearful due to this current pandemic. Or if there are other people who are in need of our help financially, spiritually, physically, God can use us in those aspects. As transformed people, we now live our lives for God and for other people. So brothers and sisters, what is transformed ministry? We no longer drag the cross, but we carry the cross because first, we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. And when we do that, we offer our whole self and we offer our best for the Lord. Second, we renew our minds. We no longer conform to the patterns of the world and our fleshly desires. Rather, we meditate on God's word. We dwell in what his word says so that we can do what is pleasing to God and we can know his will as a response to his mercies in each one of our lives. And lastly, all are equally called to serve. We are saved, Romans 1 to 11, to serve, Romans 12 to 16. We are all given at least one gift to serve in the body of Christ. And whatever our roles are in the church, we are greatly used by God if we wholeheartedly surrender ourselves for His use. One of the clearest indications that we have truly placed our faith in the gospel is to overcome our selfish desire by having a Christ-like desire for God and for other people. We look for ways to serve in the church, especially in ways that will serve the gospel. We all work together to build up the body of Christ. May God continue to speak to each one of you as you earnestly seek Him to reveal to you His will in your life. And when He does, may He equip you that you may be ready to serve Him all the days of your lives. May God bless you through the preaching of His Word. Let us bow our heads and pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Word this morning that reminds us and convicts us to live our lives for you. Lord, we thank you for Christ, whom you sent, who died on the cross in our behalf, resurrected, and is now empowering us in the ministry. In return, we want to serve you with a heart of gratitude. We pray that you will continue to strengthen us in the ministries that you place us in, that we will not trust on our own self, nor belittle others, but to build up the church, the body of Christ. Sanctify us, O Lord, that we will live a life that is holy 
and pleasing to you. Thank you, Lord, for loving us, and we want to love you in return. We pray that our actions and words throughout the week will indeed be glorifying to you. This we ask and pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please listen to some announcements. If you are looking for a small group, the church has different groups where you can join. Kindly contact any member of the pastoral team for more information. If you need counseling, kindly visit our website at www.facebook.com slash nmecjoyfulhope. If you have kids who are from 4 to 12 years old and who is seeking for Christ-centered Bible stories, we have our NMEC Kids Worship every Sunday via Zoom. For youth fellowship and Bible study, we have Engage every Saturday at 3 p.m. via Zoom. You can inform me if you desire to join. For your friends and relatives who prefer preaching and Bible study in Mandarin, we have our Mandarin ministry. For tithes and offerings, kindly refer to our website or FB page for the account information. And lastly, subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our FB page for upcoming events and more information. Thank you very much and God bless to everyone.